I want to honor my wife as the mother of our girls, our four girls. My wife today, I wish she was in here. She's actually serving the Lord today in our children's church. Your boys and girls are actually uh, have a gift. They're, they're uh, doing a little craft as well as learning the Word of God today. So you should have that today. But I honor her. And I honor my mother today. I hope that if you know, I realize today, and I'm, I'm always very sensitive on a day like this, that some mothers are in heaven. And then some are mothers, are not mothers and want to be mothers, and they're not mothers just yet. And so we realize that uh, a lot of emotions can go on. So we're, we're aware of that, and we try to be sensitive to that today. But I honor my mom. I uh, sent her a gift, and I thank God that I have a Christian mother I'm grateful that I have a mom that serves the Lord. She loves God's Word, loves the church, loves to pray, knows how to walk with God. And so I honor her today, and I had a chance to visit with her on the phone this morning. And, and, and without, with those thoughts in mind, I want to talk about, and I've just simply titled this, a very simple message today, and that's just this, a Christian mother. Could I talk about that a few minutes? A Christian mother. Now notice what I said. Not just a mother. We're going to talk about a Christian mother. And we look at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 1. It says this, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, a beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, God the Father, and Christ Jesus our Lord. He said, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience. As my forefathers did without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers, not in day. Greatly desiring to see you and being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. Verse 5 is very important. Here's what it says. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith, the genuine faith. So that means this was the real deal. This wasn't just someone that said they were a Christian and then didn't live like a Christian. This is someone, two ladies, a grandmother and a mother, the genuine faith that says that was in you, Timothy, the young, young pastor. He says, which first dwelt in your grandmother, Lois. So Lois, Timothy's grandmother, was a genuine Christian. And then Eunice. He said, and I'm also, your mother Eunice, and I'm also persuaded that is in you. So Lois, the grandmother, was a Christian. Eunice, the, his mother, Timothy's mother, was a Christian. And then they had implanted that in him and led him into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ because Timothy was also a Christian, a Christian mother. I believe the Lord has a word for mothers, and as I mentioned a little while ago, I feel very intimidated on days like this because I have absolutely no experience. I mean, any lady in here could probably get up and do a better job uh, than I could on Mother's Day, except for this. We have God's plan in His words. And I want to preach the Word of God today and share the Word of God with our mothers. The Holy Scripture has the plan for motherhood. So the question is this, what is a Christian mother? Well, one thing I would say is that a Christian mother, the value of a Christian mother is incalculable. We could not calculate the blessing, 
the influence, the favor that Christians' mothers have had on homes, marriages, and on our nation itself, certainly upon the church of Jesus Christ, godly Christian mothers. The Bible says a lot about motherhood. It's a blessing. For, uh, Psalm 113.9 says this. Look on the screen. He grants the barren woman a home a joyful, like a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. That verse tells us principally that motherhood, it, it, kids are not just some kind of burden to shuffle to the side, but being a mother is a blessing according to the word of the Lord. Mothers should be praised. Proverbs 31 says this. Her children will rise up and call her, come on, blessed. Her husband also shall praise her. Mothers should be blessed and praised by their families. They should be cared for. Proverbs 23, 22 says this, listen to your father who begot you and do not despise your mother when she is old. I've always wondered how that four or five kids that were raised by a mother can't have four or five kids take care of them when they're old. I mean, we have an obligation to care for our mothers. My mother is a, is a wonderful Christian, and her whole life is about Jesus. And if I could describe my mother, she is the epitome of simplicity. She is, you know, there's some people that you, give, you could give them everything in the whole world, every material blessing in the whole world, and they still would complain and be, not be satisfied. My mother is the complete opposite. She can find joy in the most simple things of life. She lives a life of simplicity. We've, we, she lives on a very fixed income, but she knows we've told her, over, Mom, you know that no, you'll never have a need. We'll meet every need that you have. No, no, I, I'm fine. I, have every, I, I saved this much money last month. I do not understand how a human being can, make, can have such a limited income and literally save money. She's a very frugal, amazing person, a great cook, and a prayer warrior. She loves the Lord. And here it says that mothers are to be honored. Jesus said this about his mother. He said to John, he said to his disciple John, behold your mother. In other words, here's Jesus. Here's how important his mother was to him. Here's Jesus hanging on the cross. He's got nails in his hands, nails in his feet, crown upon his brow. He's dying. His life is ebbing away. And, and his desire is, he's saying, and I'm paraphrasing, John, make sure that my mother's cared for. Mothers are very important. How important are they and how valuable are they? Here's what Proverbs 31.10 says. Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is, notice, far above rubies. Not, not the value of rubies, far above rubies. The value of a Christian mother, of a godly, virtuous woman, is incalculable in its blessing to the world. And certainly to her children. Listen to this poem. I love this poem. Here's, here's what it says. And I quote. You painted no Madonnas on chapel walls of Rome. But with a, touch of, with a touch diviner you lived one in our home. You wrote no lofty poems that critics counted art. But with a nobler vision you lived them in your heart. You carved no shapeless marble to some high-souled design. But with a finer sculpture, you, set, you shaped this soul of mine. You built no great cathedrals that centuries applaud. But with a grace exquisite, 
your life cathedraled God. Had I the gift of Raphael or Michelangelo, oh, what a rare Madonna my mother's life would show. Isn't that a great poem? What is a Christian mother? Three simple thoughts. Number one, self-evident, but a Christian mother is a Christian. Do you hear that? A Christian mother is a Christian. She's not just a mother. She's a Christian mother, meaning this. She has a genuine relationship with the God of the universe. Because a Christian mother is Christian. Just for a Christian mother, it's not about religion. It's not about going to a church. She doesn't say, I'm Protestant, I'm Catholic, I'm, I'm Orthodox. But she is a Christian in the perfect sense of the word. She is born again. She is born from above. Jesus said, he answered, most assuredly, I said to you, you must be born again. And Nicodemus was just, he, he, he couldn't figure it out. Even though the Old Testament prophets talked about the new birth in, in different ways. Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you're born of water and the Spirit. There's been a lot of controversy about that. Is it water baptism? Is it birth? Probably he's talking about the washings of the Old Testament that pointed to the true washing of the Spirit of God and the regeneration in the Holy Ghost. He said, if you're not born again, born of water of the Spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Let me say, tell you that Christian mothers have a genuine faith in God that's real. It's real. Lois and Eunice had, Eunice had it. Verse 5, I remember the genuine faith. It's genuine. They're real Christian mothers. They're not just mothers that... In name only, I guess I would say. The word genuine here literally means to experience. It's, it's really coming into the possession of an experience. In other words, they've truly experienced new birth in Jesus Christ. They've gone out of the darkness and they've been brought into the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is personal. Salvation is a personal thing that unites us to a corporate body, of course, but it is a personal thing. Each one of us must be born again. God has no grandchildren. I'm not saved because I live in a Christian nation, so-called, or I was raised in a certain church or raised in a so-called Christian family. It says you must be born again. You must be born from a bud or you cannot see the kingdom of God. So Christian mothers are Christians because they've entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lois, Eunice, and every other Christian mother possesses a faith that saves, possesses a faith that transforms and that unites a lost soul to the living God. She possesses a living faith. It's real. Heaven lives in the Christian mom's soul. I see it in my mom that God is her whole life. My mom's amazing. She, she's got some amazing talents. She loves the Word of God. She reads the Word of God. She's a prolific note taker. If, if she was here today, 
she, she would be sitting there and writing a note. And she literally is such an incredible note taker. She could hand me her notes. I could preach it all again because it would be almost word for word. I don't know where she got that talent, but I guess from the Lord. Colossians says about salvation, it pictures us like this, as a deliverance. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his son. Every human being without Christ is lost. They're dead in their sins and they're separated from God. Mothers that are not Christian mothers may have a natural love, certainly, but that, that they're not a part of God's kingdom. But Christian mothers have God in their soul. They have the saving grace of the Holy Spirit living in their soul. Galatians says it like this, who gave himself for us for our sins that he might deliver us from this present age according to the will of God, our Father. And then Acts, I love this, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. The wonderful thing about Christian mothers is not only do we get the blessing of mothers down here, and you know my mother's husband, my mom and dad were divorced after 22 years of marriage, which was a very hard time for my mother. But in all of that time, she never stopped serving the Lord. She loved God. She's been so faithful through all the years. She remarried, and about a year ago, almost a year ago, a little over a year ago, her, her second husband passed away. And she cared for him hand and foot, day and night, till the very end. And truly was a wonderful wife. And I went to stay with my mom for a week or so, and I just, I, I, I worked in her yard. Her yard had kind of gotten away, and I mowed grass and cut trees down and, and, you know, just did those things that a son should do. And I actually enjoyed it. And my mom was so grateful. She, I just don't know what I would do if you didn't, you know, she just was so, so grateful for that. But here's the neat thing. Not only do we get to enjoy our Christian mothers on earth, but because our mothers are true Christians and born again, the destination of every Christian mother is the very throne of God, and I'm going to get to enjoy my mom for the rest of eternity. In a trillion years from now, I'll still get to enjoy fellowship with my wonderful mother. Why? Because Christian mothers are really Christians. Christian mothers believe the gospel and they understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation. See, Christian mothers reject the compromising gospel. And they reject the false gospels of our modern day. And our mamas want us, you better hold true to the true gospel because real Christian moms are Christians. And they understand the only way to be a Christian is through the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the only message that will unite us to God. Forgive our sins. Give us a name in heaven in the land's book of life. This gospel is the power of God. So think about it. First of all, Christian mothers are true Christians. The genuine faith that was in Lois, the genuine faith that was in Eunice. And if you're a Christian mom, that genuine faith lives in you. And it has united you with God. And it has given you an inheritance in heaven. And it will keep you if you'll keep your eyes on the Lord. A Christian mother. Here's the second thing I want to say about a Christian mother, and that is a Christian mother walks with God. 
The Christian mothers are not just the kind of folks that, that, that start the journey and say, yes, I just want my sins forgiven because I, you know, I really don't want to go to hell, which is really a good idea, amen. And, uh, but they, they, they embody the fruit of the Holy Spirit, at least strive to. Now let me say this, there's no perfect mothers and there's no perfect anyone except Christ. Much as we love our mothers, I know my mom has faults. I could tell you my mom's faults. And she certainly could tell you mine. I can tell you that. But I love my mom. I see the good outweighs the, the negative qualities in all our lives. Don't you think we need to look for those good qualities in each of us? I mean, if we want to pick away at everybody, we can find stuff. Certainly you can find it in my life. But what, what I love about my mom is she just loves God. And she truly seeks to follow the Lord. She has a living faith. It's not a dead faith. It's not a faith in a book somewhere. It's a faith that's alive by the Holy Spirit in her heart. Paul said, I'm dead. I died with Christ, but nevertheless I live. But Christ lives in me. And for every Christian mom, Christ lives in them. And Christian moms, they walk with God. Notice this in this little verse. In, in 2 Timothy 1.5, it says, remember the genuine faith. Now that word means genuine. It really has to do with unhypocritical it's an unhypocritical faith and you can you can uh you know in the in the light of of the first century legalism and hypocrisy that jesus had to deal with with those religious leaders this is the very opposite of that this is genuine this is unhypocritical in other words Christianity is not something a godly Christian mom puts on on Sunday. Hey, let's go to church, and she's got her Sunday. No, this is Christianity 24-7, 365. This is not what she does. This is not a box she checks off on Sunday. But Christ is the Christian mother's life. And, and, and Christian mothers, really, their calendar is not Monday to Monday. It's Sunday to Sunday. Because their lives revolve around God and they walk with God and they want to serve God. Christian mothers are followers of Jesus. They strive to follow his teachings. Jesus said, if, if, you, if, you, if you cling to my teaching, if you follow my teaching, then are you my disciple indeed. See, that's what unhypocritical faith is. Uh, you know, unhypocritical faith... It's this faith that seeks to cling. It loves God. It wants to serve God. It wants to be with God. It wants to worship God. It wants to be in the presence of God. And that's a Christian mother. I begin to think about some qualities of Christian mothers. There's just three. I mean, there's many. And these might not be the best ones. But I thought about some spiritual qualities of a Christian mother. Now understand, I emphasize, I'm not just talking about a mother. Plenty of People have children. Biologically, they have kids. But are they Christian? The Christian mothers are Christian. Christian mothers seek to walk with God. They have a relationship with God. It's real. The Holy Spirit lives in them. A home of a Christian mother, it's just, there's an atmosphere there, and it's just unexplainable. It's a little bit of heaven on earth, and you can't even explain it. It's like a peace in the Christian home. There's a peace and a rest there. Where the Holy Spirit doesn't dwell, there's conflict, there's tension. You don't want to be there. You want to run away. But I thought about this, about the, the spiritual qualities of a Christian mother. One is, there's a spiritual separation in a Christian mother. Spiritual separation. In other words, she strives to truly live holy before God. 
Everybody say holy. That didn't hurt a bit, did it? Holy. You know, that's, you say, well, is that, you know, holy? Is that some kind of special kind of super Christian? No, it's the call to every Christian. If you, in fact, it's God's eternal plan from eternity past. Read Ephesians 1, 4, that he, want, he, he in eternity past chose us that we may be blameless before him. It's God's call to the church. And in a Christian mother, there's a sense of striving after righteousness and holiness. See, the Christian mom rejects the standards of the world for her family. A Christian mother says, we don't live by the principle of the world. The world says, don't, you know, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The, the word conform means to, to press something into a mold. The world has this pressure for us to live like they live and to think like they live, but we have the mind of Christ. And the Christian mother says, you're not molding my family like that. We're going to follow the principles of the Word of God. Thy Word is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. One of the areas, I would say, is, is a Christian mother's modesty. Here, here's what the Word of God says. It says in 1 Timothy 2.9, it says this, In like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel, with propriety and modesty, not with braided hair of gold and pearls of costly clothing. In 1990, people were alive on the earth in 1990. I was alive on the earth in 1990. Okay, all right, just wanting to check. Okay, so I was in a church in Oklahoma City. I was at a minister's meeting. I was only two then, so just be careful here. <laughs> no, not really. But uh, someone handed me a full-life study Bible. It was just the New Testament. They didn't even have the notes and the rest of it. And I looked at that Bible. They gave it out to all the ministers who were there. And I thought, wow, this, this is amazing notes. And I'm going to read you out of that old 1990 notes that on this text. Here's a note. Here's what it says to godly women and godly mothers. Here's, and I quote, it says, as part, of God, as part of his God-given instruction regarding worship and honoring God, Paul expresses God's desire that Christian women dress modestly and discreetly, properly covering rather than, uh, rather than sensually exposing the body. Modesty involves dressing in such a way as not to draw undue attention to the body. It means presenting oneself in a way that is respectful to God and reflects one's purity and honor. The principle is, is relevant in all situations and circumstance, but especially in worship and ministry, setting, uh, ministry settings that are meant to draw people's attention to God and not to each other. This principle applies to both women and men. Come on, men. Amen. See, I got the men in on Mother's Day. That was good. Uh, quote on, uh, the source of modesty is a person's heart. Or inner character. Modesty is the outward demonstration or expression of an inward purity. While clothing is often used as an expression of one's individuality, that should not be our primary concern. As followers of Christ, our actions must be Christ-centered rather than self-centered. Our primary aim should never be to draw attention to ourselves, particularly in physical and sensual ways." End quote. What a wonderful counsel. Now we're talking again to Christian mothers. I, I heard a testimony last week. Husband and wife were testifying. And the lady was testifying. And she was testifying in tears. And she was testifying and she was in the modeling industry for many, many years. But now she's a Christian. 
And literally, she told her testimony. Here's what she said. She said, I'm ashamed of the way that I lived when I wasn't a Christian. She said, I would use my body to influence men. And she said, I knew I could do it. And here's what she said. And she said, it was like a drug to me. It was like a drug to me. And the tears began to flow down this lady's cheeks. And she said, and I'm so ashamed of the way that I lived. Why? Because the Lord has saved her now. The Lord has redeemed her and washed her. And now she's living a godly life. Now it sounds like to me, the Holy Spirit is leading her. Here's what I'm going to tell you. A Christian mother is a Christian. A Christian mother is someone who seeks to walk after God and follow after the Lord. And one of those qualities is spiritual separation. As God is working out His plan in the Christian mother's life. Here's, here's the second quality, and that's this, spiritual thirst. Spiritual thirst. Godly mothers pursue a deeper relationship with God. What is she like? She's kind of like Mary, who's sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to his words. And you remember the story. I don't have time to give it all. But Martha was cumbered, the old King James says. Martha was busy and worried about all the preparations. It was almost like Thanksgiving. You know, when all the stuff, everyone's coming and there's, you know, there's a deadline here. But yet Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Here's what Jesus said to her. Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken from her. See, it seems like to me that Christian mothers, they prioritize their duty so, duties so they can spend time with Jesus. Here, here's what I say. Lesser things at times need to be set aside so we can get in the presence of the Lord. Who cares if there's a few dirty dishes laying around? If you say, wonder why these dishes are laying around. Jesus called me into his presence. Hey, that's cool with me. Come on, amen. There's a spiritual hunger. She's... This spiritual hunger is like spending time in prayer like Hannah. Hannah is one of the great mothers of the Bible. And she's a tremendous person of prayer. Have you read her prayer? Have you, her prayer would make theologians blush. It's so rich and so deep with wonderful theology. But she was praying for a child. And she was barren, of course. And it says, and she was in bitterness of soul. Here's what it says. And she prayed to the Lord. And wept in anguish. And then Eli saw her and he didn't realize, he hadn't hadn't seen anybody pray like that in a while because there ain't no revival in that place. Nobody was praying. But yet she was praying like a real Christian mother should pray. And then he accused her of being drunk and she says, No, I have neither had wine nor intoxicating drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. And so Hannah prayed. Christian mothers have this spiritual separation. They have this also, this spiritual thirst, this hunger. They know how to pray. They know how to tool out and feed on God's holy word. But Hannah was also filled with praise. I'll say it again. The the home of a Christian mother. There's just an atmosphere of heaven there. I I will read her praise. Here it is in 1 Samuel chapter 2. 1 Samuel 2 verse 1. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. uh, My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. Can you imagine if little children sitting around hearing this? No one is holy like the Lord. What did you say, Mom? I said no one is holy like the Lord. I got it, Mom. Got it. You know, in between the video game. 
for there is none beside you. Now, now listen to this. Wouldn't this be incredible? Wouldn't we have a different quality of young men and young women today if we had more Hannahs like this, that their homes are filled with praise to God? Nor is there any rock like our God. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is the God of knowledge, and by Him His actions are weighed. By Him actions are weighed. The bows of the mighty men are broken, and those who stumbled are girded with strength. And those who are full had hired themselves out for bread, and the hungry have ceased to hunger. Even the barren have borne seven, and she who has many children has become feeble. The Lord kills, He makes alive. He brings down to the grave and he brings up. The Lord makes poor and he makes rich. He brings low and he lifts up. He raises the poor from the dust and he lifts beggars from the ash heap to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory, etc. You can read the rest. This was her praise. I mean, the Spirit of God came on her. Talking about a Christian mother who not only is a Christian, but she follows God. She walks with God. She's got a spiritual separation. She has a sense of spiritual hunger. But also the third quality, I would say, is this, spiritual service. A Christian mother, the integral part of a Christian mother's life is the church. Worshiping and fellowshipping in the church. A a Christian mother is a faithful church attender. She doesn't send her children somewhere on a bus somewhere to go to some church. She doesn't even know the pastor's name. She leads them by example. She takes them to church because she realized in a day of deception and evil and sin that children need the word of God hid away in their hearts so they won't sin against the God. For the Christian mothers, I've said, her, her week revolves from Sunday to Sunday. From worship service to worship service. There's a sense of service here. Think about Timothy. He became a great pastor. Who doesn't know Timothy in the world? In the Christian world at least. Paul and Timothy. Think about how worship was in their home. It says in, in 2 Timothy 3 verse 14. Paul says, Timothy, you must continue in the things which you've learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, that from childhood. Now this relates to Lois and Eunice, doesn't it? From childhood you have known the Holy Scripture, which are able to make you wise for salvation through Jesus Christ. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, proof, correction, instruction in righteousness. The Christian mother has a ministry. The Christian mother is faithful to her ministry. The Christian mother has a call of God. My wife, a Christian mother, is serving your children today, teaching them the word of God, doing a little craft for you. She's serving God. She's faithful. I wanted her in here today. I said, I want you in here today. Nope, got to be out there. Now I want you to see how she won. I want her in here with me to honor her today. But she wanted to serve the Lord out there. So think about it. A Christian mother is a Christian. Genuine. A Christian mother walks with God. Here's my last thing. And that's this. Christian mothers have the resources of heaven available to them. I mean, she may be four foot nothing or five foot, four foot, five foot nothing. <laughs> that would be really short. Wouldn't it? <laughs> five foot nothing. But she's a giant, right? You know what I'm talking about. Praying mom. Godly mom, don't mess with them. I'd rather mess with an L.A. gang than a praying mom. 
You know what I'm talking about. Christian, listen to this. Christian mothers employ the, the resources of heaven to, to win spiritual victories for their families. Christian mothers know how to stand for God. They know how to trust God. Christian mothers employ the shield of faith against the schemes of the wicked one that are railed against their family. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which are able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. They employ words of faith against the schemes and the, and the problems of, that the enemy brings. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, the, the, the Christian mother says, you're not having my children. You're not having my marriage. You're not destroying our finances. You will not bring my kids under bondage. We speak against those men. I'm telling you, a Christian mother has the resources of glory at their disposal. And they use them. They employ faith like to protect their kids like Jochebed did. It says in Hebrews, by faith, when, they were, when Moses was born, they hid him three months by their parents. Made a little basket. They were people of faith. Christian mothers know how to pray in a crisis. Hmm? Like the Syrophoenician woman. Jesus, help me. My daughter is grievously demon-possessed. Now, people misinterpret. Be careful. Be careful to, to uh, impose your human ideas on Jesus. I heard, the, I heard the most ridiculous interpretation of this just a week or so ago. It's so ridiculous, I won't even put it in your mind. Jesus didn't speak to her. And then he says, says you don't give the children's bread to the dogs. And then the lady says, but yet even the dogs get the crumbs. See, there's a whole thing behind here. Jesus is not... Uh, He's not in, in any way partial to anyone. He, is, he lived prophetically. He's doing this, really he's doing this as an affront to the religious attitude of the Jews against everyone. He's basically doing the opposite of what a lot of these preachers are interpreting. He's basically showing them, I'm not only the God of the Jews, but I'm also the God of the Gentiles. Whosoever will may come. But he's doing it in kind of an illustrated form. And what did she say? She said again, she said, even... Even the, even the little dolls get the crumbs. Oh, great is your faith. Here's, here's what I'm telling you. She wouldn't give up. Don't give up on your kids. They may be so far down, you may not even know where they are. They may be on drugs and alcohol and, and far away from God. But I'm just going to tell you, a Christian mother has the resources of heaven. They have the power of the Holy Ghost. They have the name of Jesus. God will dispatch angels when they pray. They have the command of faith. God will do miracles for them. Because heaven is at our disposal. Think about it. Christian mother is a Christian. A Christian mother walks with God. And a Christian mother has the resources of heaven at her disposal. I conclude with this. The great, but yet the greatest concern. The greatest concern of a Christian mother is the eternal destiny of the souls of her children. What, what do you gain if you, if you make millions of dollars and live in a mansion that's so big you can't even clean the thing if your children are lost without God forever? 
What if you gain the world and lose your family? The greatest burden a Christian mother carries is the burden for the eternal souls of her children. And a genuine Christian mother works for the salvation of her kids. Lois and Eunice, from a childhood, you've known the Holy Scripture, Timothy, that's able to make you wise unto salvation. They were working for his eternal soul. You can't save anyone. You can't save your children. But what you can do is put the word of God and the word of the gospel of Jesus will build faith. That's why kids' church is so important. That's why VBSs are important. Because what a child's heart is, is the good soil of Matthew 13. You hear that? The heart of a child is like the good soil of Matthew 13. Now, I like to work in the yard, and, and I had some, just need some new dirt, need some better soil. You know, if you have the best, if you have good soil, you can grow about anything. So I hauled, it about beat me down. I was so tired, I didn't think I could lift my Bible up. I went to the dump and got some free mulch and borrowed my son-in-law Carlos's pickup. And I had to shovel about a ton or three-quarters of a ton of mulch in the back of that pickup. I'm too old for this stuff. And I'm too cheap to just have them haul it in. And I hauled that and then I drove it to my house and I put it in a wheelbarrow. Shoveled it all in a wheelbarrow and then rolled it to the backyard and put it in the backyard and spread it out. And I'm so goofy, I did it twice the same day. I was so tired. But you know what? Got some good soil, planted some new plants, and, and, it's, and they're growing and they're looking great. You know why? Because the right soil, and you, and you know what? A child's heart is the right soil. You can plant the gospel. You, these kids out here, if you give salvation call, they're going to get saved every week, so-called. Every week. How many wants to get saved next week? Who wants to get saved? Who wants to get saved? Every week. They'll get saved every week. Why? Their hearts are so tender. they they, they got to be adult like us to get hard-hearted. And you just got to pull on adults. You know, you're going to go to hell. And I go, ah, well, you know, I don't know. I've got to play golf today. You know, just we get all this stuff in our heart. Our hearts get hard. Not a child. That's why it's important. And I close with this. Mothers, Christian mothers, it's very important that they know the B-I-B-L-E, that we have them in church. That's why we're putting a 5,000 square foot children's wing on this. Because kids are important. But Christian mothers labor. They labor in prayer. They labor over them in teaching of Scripture. I read this verse. When I call to remember it's your genuine faith that was in you which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded, is in you. One more verse. Acts 16, 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. I want my household to be saved. Why don't we stand? You'd have a piano player. Worship team. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just bow our heads and as our team comes, Father, we worship your name.
You moms are very important. You're vitally important to your family. You're vitally important to this church. We honor you, Christian mothers, today. I hope your word of God maybe inspired you and strengthened you. But I know that you mothers carry a burden. Here's, here's the thing I know about women, folks. I have four daughters. Why four daughters? I even got a dog that's a female. I do not understand women. I'm just, I'm just honest with you. Now, you can put me in the men's ministry, and hey, I've got those guys. Yeah, I understand them. But there's just a uniqueness about women. And there's a deep burden that women carry, mothers especially, for their children, for their family. And they feel things deeply, and they experience things deeply. But God created you that way so that you could pray for your children. And so I just think that we should just pray for our families today. Maybe you're married to a a husband that's not a Christian. Maybe you have children that once walked with God and they walked away from God. That's happening more and more in our modern day. People in our own church that walk with God, they don't even go to church anymore. And that grieves our hearts. But how many of you mothers in this room would just look at me a second and just say, I just want to pray for my family today. How many of you, amen? I want to pray for my family today. Let's do that. Let's just pray and believe God. Father, today, I thank you for these wonderful mothers. I thank you for my mother who prayed, prays for me every day, prays for my, my, my siblings. And Lord, I, I thank you for these moms. We honor them today in the name of Jesus. I just pray, Holy Father, that you'd grant a special blessing to every mom today. Let them feel loved and cared for. Give them strength. Let them know that their labor is not in vain. They've taught their kids the Word of God. They they gave life to us. Nursed at their breast. Clothed us and cleaned us and provided for us. And we don't forget that, Lord. We honor our mothers today. And I pray a special blessing on you that you feel the love of God, the appreciation of your family. I pray that you receive special love and tenderness today, that grace will be upon you. And I pray for your children. We claim that you shall be saved and your house. We claim our houses. I want you right now to avail yourself to the resources of heaven, the name of Jesus, and I want you to claim your house right now. Come on, right now. In Jesus' name, claim your house in prayer. Father, we claim our homes today. We claim every boy and girl, every young man and woman. And we pray that they would be saved. They would turn from sin and trust Christ alone for their salvation. Hallelujah. Let's sing. Let's sing a little bit.
time singing. say to you that your labor is not in vain your labor the Lord will honor your labor it's not forgotten in the presence of our God and those seeds that you planted they will return and they will bloom I don't know when and I don't know exactly how but I believe that a child that's raised in the things of God that they will they will return and I just pray that that the burdens that you carry that you roll those on the Lord don't carry those on your own, but roll those like Hannah did in prayer. Amen? Amen. So I just wish you a wonderful Mother's Day. And we're going to go honor my wife. And I think we're going to my daughter's house. We have some things prepared for her today. Father, today we're so grateful for this fellowship. We love this place. We love your presence. We love your words. Thank you for all the day that have participated. Thank you for Brother Jason, Brother Bob. Thank you for all that have been a part of this service today, this wonderful worship team. But Lord, most of all, we thank you for our mothers. I pray truly that this song that we're singing, that the blessing of God, His face would shine on you and meet every need. And Lord, I believe that before this year is over, we're going to see household salvation. We're going to see husbands and sons and daughters coming to Jesus. We claim salvation for our families. And Lord, build this church here at Trinity Life. Lord, I pray that every need would be met. Lord, and we would just be marveled at the gracious works of our God. And we praise you for it. And now, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all in Jesus' name.